Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of M365 Voice. My name is Sarah Hazi, and we have Mike. My name is Mike Madarani. And I'm Antonio Mayo. And we're thrilled to be here today. Um, are you ready? We are. All right, here we go. Let's hope we feel lucky with the questions today. When do you recommend using a SharePoint communication site versus a SharePoint Teams site? Okay. That's a pretty common question I actually hear from a lot of different users. How do I know when I should use a Teams site versus a communication site? And I often hear users say that they start off with a Teams site and then later wish they had used a communication site. Exactly. I, I see the question come up a lot when we st they start to consider what um, what use cases or what business scenarios are you going to use SharePoint for? Because I, I actually see a lot of customers asking, well, I'm gonna, I'm thinking of using Microsoft Teams for collaboration. So what do I use SharePoint for? And I find that eventually leads into the communication site discussion. Because some people think of a team site in SharePoint as very similar or equivalent to a team, a file space, you know, the file spaces in Teams. Yeah, and uh, I've done this way before the communication site and team site or uh, back in on-plan world in the classic world. Uh, pretty much the similar question, why do I use to use publishing site versus a team site? Um, it's a very, very common question. Uh, a lot of people get don't really know what to do when they begin with a team site, thinking they want to publish information to, to the rest of the organization. So they start with a team site and they start adding content to it and adding documents and they start wanting to do some flashy things in a team site and they realize it, it has a little bit more limitations than, than a communication site. So yes, to your point, Sarah, this is a very, very common scenario. Start with a team site and then they realize, yes, they cannot really do exactly the same thing as a communication site. I often find the same thing. And I think for me, one of the first questions that I tend to ask people is, who is the audience and how limited is the audience for your site? If the audience is truly your team that you work with on a regular basis, and let's say that that team is anywhere from five to even 40 people in size, maybe 50 people in size, but it's really about a team. We're gonna be storing files out there. We're gonna be using SharePoint lists maybe, but it's really for storage of team data then I think a team site is appropriate. But for almost any other need, or if they just merely want to experiment and build out a site, or if they want it for a broader audience, for, for sure an audience that stretches beyond their department, like an HR site or a finance site or a legal site, I always default to telling them use a communication site first um, because it will, st it will stand them in a better stead long-term to just lean straight into the communication site. Yeah, when we um, when we look at similar to what you said, um, when you have a small group of people that want to publish information to a much larger group of people, so when you want to stand up an intranet, you know, in the in the the kind of the traditional sense of an intranet, where you've got this concept of content creators and publishers and content consumers, and the content consumers are like the entire department or the entire organization, um, then it's often a communication site that we'll, we'll recommend for, for a couple of reasons. I find that the way communication sites are built, they better represent an intranet and they give you a little more flexibility on customization as well. So, you know, despite the fact that, you know, Microsoft and others don't want us to customize intranets, the look and feel, people still do. 
and people do through, um, you know, modern SharePoint web parts, which is a perfectly valid and supported thing to do. Um, when doing that, we find the customization capabilities of communication sites are better than a team site from that perspective, right? You can have full bleed web parts that go right to the edges of the page um, in a communication site. You can hide the headers and the footers and replace them with your own using SPFX extensions or SharePoint Framework web parts um, much better. And, and you, know, you can take up more of the page in a communication site. And with a team site, that's much harder, if not impossible. And that's for me one of the biggest things, Antonio, and I know a lot of people who have run into the pitfall of initially they decide to go a team site route because they want the quick launch bar going down the side of the page. And they think that that quick launch bar for a consumer audience of content will be easier for them to navigate. But I actually find that much more jarring because it's taking up valuable real estate, especially if you're going to be publishing news articles that you want people to consume. It's just jarring having a quick launch bar in the middle of what would otherwise be the full span of your news article. Better to invest the time right now in figuring out a hub site strategy with the hub site navigation bar, the yep. mega menu navigation bar, the header and the footer. So you can use the communication site and all of those other navigation options and the header and footer and then the hub nav bar rather than relying on that quick launch bar. Because as soon as you start really embracing those communication sites, the quick launch bar feels dated, for lack of a better term. It looks dated and it feels dated. Yeah, exactly. It comes down to uh, what is it that you're going to use it for? What kind of content you're going to have in it? Is it going to be using for publishing pages? Um, and is it going to be used only for documents and lists and custom lists? And how are you going to display the information to both your points? If, if they are using it for internal collaboration within a team uh, that does not require to publish that information to outside of the team, then definitely a communication site because you can have all those nicely designed uh, page layouts um, within a communication site. And if they don't care about how it's published and they're not going to use any, any fancy web parts, whatever is out of the box or custom web parts, if navigation is not something they're looking for, then I guess the team site might be the, the answer because the communication site in that case may be too much for them, maybe too too flashy for them if they are only focusing on managing document and content within within a site. So a team site might be the better answer. But if there is um, the notion of uh, publishing information to uh, outside of their group, then a communication site would give them much better flexibility to get to multiple places in the content through the top navigations, the global nav, or or like you said, the, the footer as well. Do you see, Mike, people that are naturally, as they're moving from this idea of classic SharePoint to modern SharePoint, that they're leery of moving as far into modern as a communication site and they feel more comfortable starting with a team site first? Uh, most of the migration I have done so far have been a mix, actually, I would say, 70% team site, 30% my communication site. And they fall back always on because they really care about the content and managing the content within a team site, which is gonna basically we migrate them to Microsoft Teams and then migrate the content to the team sites. Then there are the, the rest of it is how do I publish this information? So we go and start the communication site and migrate that content to the communication site. Migrating classic to, 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 to modern, uh, communication site, it's 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 a pain. Uh, you can't really migrate a classic publishing page to a modern uh, to a modern publishing page. So you have to kind of redo these things. You rebuild it. 
you have to rebuild them. So that is another pain that uh, if they have team site, that's, that they this, they prefer to stick with a modern team site rather than just migrate into the to the communication site from that point of view as well. Another point I think we have to encourage people to consider is home sites. Um, if you're going to be using a home site, which is of course going to be your organizational home for Microsoft 365, um, and it's basically a communication, it has to be a SharePoint communication site, but then that communication site gets special privileges and functionality and capabilities if it is elevated via PowerShell into being a home site. Um, but you could even have an unofficial home site that's a communication site. But quite frankly, you can't take a team site and make it into a home site at any point in time. So it's important to think about that if you want this to be really a, a landing spot for the users in your company for Microsoft 365, you should automatically default to a communication site. Yeah. Don't look at a team site for that function. Yeah. Another way that I've sometimes thought of it is um, if I want to build a news site, the site where I'm going to publish news. I tend to think of that as a communication site because I find, again, it's better layout. It's a nicer layout for that. If I'm going to create a project site where we're going to manage this project, I'll tend to think of that as a team site because it ten tends to be a smaller group of people that are going to collaborate on usually documents. You might have some lists of data, maybe some other project artifacts in there, you know, a list of risks and um, mm -hmm. issues and so on, timeline. Um, but I, sometimes I think of it in those contexts as well. I think that's useful. So here's a hard question. Um, is there a way to take a team site and turn it into a communication site? Um, you can fake it. If you, if, if it's similar to what in, in the class world where you had created a team site and you have the same kind of layout and you, you, you enable the publishing infrastructure and you start changing the actual landing pages to the actual publishing infrastructure slash pages. Um, I think in, in a team site world in modern, you can create a page and there is a way to kind of hide the quick launch. So you'll end up without quick launch. Um, you still don't have the fur. Uh, if you want to really, if you want to go through the effort to kind of transform a team site to a communication site, I think the best approach is to rebuild it as a communication site because migrating or moving documents within the tenant is you don't need a migration tool, you just move documents. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably the easier option because if you really want to replicate a communication site, that's quite a bit of work to just have the quick launch and add a footer. The global nav can be done through the hub site. And no uh, matter what, it's kind of a kludgy effort that you yeah, never know when that could break over time. Yeah. Um, but you could potentially use a migration tool to move a document library or a list over if you needed to from your team site to your new communication site to be able to port some of that data over. But better to start with a brand new yeah. communication site, not much. modify a team site to look like a communication site. Yeah, much, much easier way that way. I would agree. It, feel, it does feel like a kludge to try to fake it, as you said, Mike. Um, here's a question. Uh, and you guys would know better than I. Are there any limitations in um, attaching a team site or a communication site to a hub? No, they no, can. You can take a team site or a communication site and hubify it, meaning you can make either one a hub, uh, and you can um, associate either site to a hub. Okay. Um, the one thing to think about is, from an information architecture perspective, 
what do you want out of your hub sites? Um, what do you want that, and it's more of a user experience to be in the look and feel. And uh, I always make a choice to be able to use a communication site is really the, the hub site itself. What about, I'm just thinking out loud here, what about uh, creating templates for, for a team site versus uh, a communication site from, a, from an effort perspective? We know that from a communication site, you can do and create, be very creative when it comes to however you want to design your, your communication site. What about the team site? Any experience for both of you in there? So by um, templates, do you mean site scripts or site, uh, site design, yeah. Not that I can say that I not that I can talk about an experience of a team site being different than a communication site. Okay. No, I haven't gone to that that depth with those yet. Yourself? I just just it happened that I just did it not too long ago, and it was the first time me doing a site design for a team site. Actually, has always done a site design for a communication site, and it was pretty much the same. Actually, um, it had some some hiccups here and there from uh, from applying a logo perspective, for example. Um, where uh, you had to basically, because in a, in a team site, the site logo goes into the site assets and the site assets does not get created until you actually visit the site. Uh, so it was some of those gotchas that you learn on the, uh, when, when you start designing that. But from, a, from an effort perspective, it's pretty simple. Like, yeah, you don't have a lot of luxury to, to be very creative as it has a communication site from a site design perspective. But uh, yeah, you can do pretty much whatever you want. It's, uh, it's not not that different. Okay, so if we want to summarize then the recommendations that we would have for people in terms of best practices, if you're using a team site, that means you're going to have that quick launch bar. Um, we recommend against um, modifying that team site to look like a communication site and remove that quick launch bar because it simply won't be performant in all the ways that you would expect a communication site to be. And over time, as they evolve SharePoint Online, it may not be, uh, it may not last in the way that they want it to. Um, but for us, some of the use cases that we talked about uh, were if you want a site primarily for a team or a project to be able to function together with document library storage and lists, that works well as a team site. But if it's if you want a group that is providing content to a group that is going to be consuming the content, we would lean into the communication site for that. Yeah. Exactly. And I think you stated also that if you're going to have a home site, that must be a communication site. That must be a communication site, yeah. Exactly. Any other thoughts on this one? I think that we covered it pretty well. We yeah. did. We first, I think I, I touched on this earlier, we first learned the, the real differences with this when we were trying to customize the look and feel, and that was a big impact for us. So I think one more case I, I would state is if you're going to customize the look and feel with SharePoint Framework web parts and you want the full flexibility, communication site gives you more of that flexibility than the team site will. Very sure. And that's to your point that has been traditionally the case since 2007, I think. If you want to really have, have a lot of customizations against any SharePoint site, we've always been back to the publishing site versus the team site or any other template uh, because for that flexibility that you can do anything you like in there. Great. Well, perfect. I think we covered this one pretty quickly. Thank you for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next episode. Okay. Thank you.
Thanks. Bye-bye.